When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Fucking go. Be gone. Be gone. Be gone. What, what else you got to be doing? Shitting? He got This is okay. shit. Okay. <laughs> How about you take you take the lead, Dad? Fuck that. Oh, now, we, now we're getting silent treatment. No, I, I couldn't give a fuck. Get out with you. How's everyone's week been? It's been right. interesting. Mum got a new dog. And oh, do you know what? I had the funniest thing yesterday. I get a text message from Tom, Dad's assistant, saying... Do you know where your parents are at 5 p.m.? Did you guys see this? No. He took a picture of both of you sleeping on the couch and mum had one dog on her head, dad had two on his chest, there's like two cats in there and they're both completely passed out. <laughs> it's the sweetest picture ever and I'm like, aww. That was at five yesterday. Yeah. Oh. But you your know- mum stayed asleep till fucking 12 o'clock. No, because she's doing fucking I think and- I'm related to a bear because as soon as the weather gets chilly... Or like overcast. I'm I'm like a bear. I just want to hibernate. I'll let you hold on to that fantasy, Mum. However, I think it's just because you're overworked. No, it's I'm a bear. <laughs> no, I probably think it's because you're somehow overworked and undernourished or something. I don't know. No, I like to sleep. Yeah, you. I mean, she's a bear, Jack. She's a bear. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week been, Dad? Very interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Care to elaborate? I've, I've, I lost five five pounds in one dump yesterday. Fun. Jealous. Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm having a good week. It's all right. Yeah. Are you Are you excited for uh, World Detour? Of course I am. Jack, okay. who's hosting the show today with us? Um, what? Well, Jim Norton's going to be coming by shortly. Yeah. And we're going to so exciting. We're going to do things. A Jim little... Norton is in New York. He's he's in town. He's he's come. Okay, he's, good. He's come by. All right. Um, but we're going to do things a little differently with Jim. I thought just because the podcast is new, it's fresh, um, he's going to kind of almost interview us because okay. it's kind of what he's good at. That's that's his yeah. mo. Uh, he's very funny, and Takes he's the a pressure off of us. It as does. Well. <laughs> you know, it kind of it opens up the floor. Um, and Jim's great. We all know him. We've known him for. Did a long you see time. his video? His what? His his Netflix special. Yeah. Yeah. The opening is brilliant. Oh, the opening's hilarious. I was laughing my ass off. I, I listen to him. I listen to him on Sirius XM a lot, though. I like Jim. He's very oh, funny. Very funny. You guys watch a lot of comedy? Not as much as I like. There's not. I mean, there's not. I don't think there's that many funny people anymore. I mean, I'll be, I like watching Jim Carrey. Oh, Jim Carrey movies. Oh my God, we watched Liar Liar the other night. So it's funny. So stupid. I love it so much. Is it, and next, are you going to talk about how you guys love the Three Stooges too? 
No, I didn't really like them that much. Oh, there's this really funny show out there. It's called The Three Stooges. And I'm going to give you three whacks around the head. You know who's really great too, who just I fucking love? Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> he is fucking god. I knew you were His comedy. When he, I'm not answering. When, when he walks funny and twirls that cane. Stick. The Osborne's podcast is brought to you by 23andMe. 23andMe is a DNA service that gives you some insight into your wellness and your physical traits. Mum, what did you find out that was so interesting? Well, uh, the thing that I find fascinating is that the ancestry side of things, which can tell you where your DNA is from around the world in percentages from 31 populations worldwide, you can check out your DNA percentage breakdown with a world map so you can view how your DNA could be from around the world. Now, I want to know what your dad is. Dad's DNA? The ancestry. So dad is from dad is from eight populations. He's only sixty nine point nine percent British and Irish. So what's the rest? Okay, so you are ninety nine percent European, but there's also uh, Scandinavian, French, German, Sardinian, broadly. Uh, there's well, there was an, another thing that I learned. I have the muscle, whatever it is, of an athlete. Oh, oh. Whatever that means. I have that too. You're a regular old Olympian. Can we yes. be, you should be, uh, you're going to be training for the LA Olympics. Was it 2028? 20, too right I am. <laughs> I can run marathon after marathon. Mm, interesting. Well, the amount of work you do, I think you could if you put your mind to it. <laughs> yeah, I must say my favorite thing about 23andMe is the website. I think it's really user-friendly. There's tons of information. The website is seriously awesome. It's and pretty straightforward. It's just you just got to make sure you got a lot of saliva. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe uh, you have to have a lot of. You have to you have to fill it up. Order your 23andMe health and ancestry service kit at 23andMe.com/osborns. Jim. Jim. We want Jim. We want Jim. Yes, guys, that's enough of your cackling, Kelly. Let's get this show on the road. Thank you for having me. Hey, woo. I like that. I like a nice rousing applause when they're just... But it's very funny. I didn't know I was doing this. No. Um, yes, uh, Sharon and Ozzy invited me over. Come see the house. And they said, all right, now get to work, stupid. Like I said, that's like... <laughs> we got one. <laughs> he fell for the trap. That's great. Somebody else you invited is probably outside doing gardening. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess you're talking about the Osbournes. You're talking... Uh, the first episode was kind of uh, discussing what had happened at that time. Yeah. And uh, now this is going to be basically what has happened since then, mm -hmm. which is uh, each one of you are going to give an update uh, for a few minutes or 15 minutes of real answers on, uh, you know, what work has been like, what your health has been like, hobbies, family, you know, things that people really want to know. Because you guys were very honest in the show. When it, when it first started, before we get into the specifics, did you understand how in-depth the show is going to get into your lives? I didn't. No, we didn't understand we didn't, anything. We, we, we didn't realize it was going to be as popular as it became very quickly. From what we're like, literally, from one week to the next, it was like it was just like an in this stratosphere, you know. Well, the thing is too, like you were used to being famous, yeah. Sharon. You were known, but you know uh, Kelly and Jack. Nobody knew who you guys were. So, what no. was that like for you? Just kind of walking into this world, and all of a sudden, your household names. 
It was at the time. It was really kind of crazy, scary, uncomfortable, but then awesome because I would get laid all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm hoping you bring it back so I can be honest. <laughs> what? Listen, if you if you want to excite a 16 year old boy, tell him, hey, you might get laid. Like, I don't think that mom ever told you that. No, and but would never tell you that. She didn't have to. I would. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you do it, Kelly? Because I wanted to be on MTV and I thought that was cool. Yeah, and that was it? Being able to, like, buy nice cars and remember that nice Mercedes you instantly bought? But before that, we didn't know how much we were getting paid. We didn't know it was even going to be about us. The last thing I was thinking about was money. Oh, no, I was like, how much are we getting for this? Do you remember when you with that first car you had with the polka dots on it? I mean, you were going... No, uh, it had pink flames on it. Yeah, and, and I'm going... Why is everybody looking at us in his car? It's fucking ping pong. Kelly, Kelly was one of three people I know that owned a PT Cruiser. I'm um, sorry, I was really <laughs> Oh my cool. God, they it were popular right. for a while. They had a car with a pink flame. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was I had great. a PT Cruiser with pink flames because I really wanted a 1957 Bella Chevy, which I eventually got for a birthday present when I was 18 from my mom and dad. That wow. was my present for my 18th birthday. It was my dream car, but because at 16, that didn't really come with power steering. And my parents were frightened I was going to kill myself. I settled for a PT Cruiser. When you when you started getting famous, you start getting known. What was the first? Can you remember the first instance where you're like, "Wow, my life is a lot different than it, it was." The show came out, and it was less than twelve <sighs> hours later that everything had just changed. It was, the show hadn't even been out yet. The trailers were running, and I remember that's right. The yeah. trailer, the, the like the promo for it started going on MTV, and I remember Kelly was out and getting followed by paparazzi, and we get a call at the house. I thought I was being stalked by like one of like the Black Magic loving fans of Dad. And, <laughs> uh, oh, and don't talk like, about my friends. My friends like that. <laughs> I didn't say anything. That's the reason bad. why we're all on Prozac. <laughs> yeah, they come after me more than you. Trying to marry me, fuck me, and then ritually kill me. <laughs> yes, I'm sure that happens to you all the time, uh, Kelly. What about Dad's last Hollywood Bowl show where they almost wouldn't let me go because that guy was coming from Saskatchewan to get me? Oh, that's right. You had a psycho fan. Mm-hmm. From Saskatchewan? Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to watch out for those Canadians. Yeah, I don't know why that bothers me more than anything else we've said so far. That the guy was from Saskatchewan. <laughs> so what do you do now? How do you protect yourself from that? Um, I'm so used to it now that... It just. The world needs protecting from Kelly. Kelly yeah. doesn't need protection from the world. That's right. true. <laughs> and how about you, Sharon? I mean, well, what when this whole thing starts? You, I mean, again, you and Ozzy are comfortable with this. What's it like for you? All of a sudden, you start seeing people know who your kids are and people having opinions on them. Oh Lord, the opinions used to get me so horribly upset, and I couldn't believe that journalists, because it was. A lot of the time it was, you know, really legit journalists that would write about my kids and some sometimes in a very negative way. And I'm like, sometimes you should know that you don't do this about kids because they were kids. You just don't do it. And anybody with a conscience doesn't do this. They're not adults. They're not, you, you know, they're kids. And that really shocked me. And disturbed me but I never ever in a million years thought that that would happen I just didn't you know call me stupid naive whatever I honestly didn't because I didn't think it would have that much of an impact on people I I, just didn't I remember um I don't want to name names because we've since we're cool now but 
some notable LA rock station DJs really would go in off to Kevin Kelly. Kevin and Bean? They've let it go. They were I cool know, now. They're, they're but like, like, they're, they're, they're very nice now. They're so nice now. I found Kelly. I found them all. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, I just remember being on the school bus going to school and we'd always listen to K-Rock in the morning. And like Jack says, like, we're not trying to make anyone feel bad because this was back then and they've really learned from that. And we all learned, it was a learning process for everyone. But I got to hear them say, like, it was me they went after the most, calling me fat and disgusting and useless and saying yeah, they, I should kill myself. And wow. they didn't say that. No, they didn't say they that. They didn't say that, but it just like... It encouraged that kind it, of behavior, which... Would, then what was the worst thing? There was this website called Buddyhead that used to get my phone number and put it up and tell them to call me and tell me to stop eating so many sprinkled donuts. And the head of Buddyhead years later, like, made amends to me. Really? He's like, hey, man, like, he messaged me on social media. He's like, hey, dude, like, I'm really sorry. Like, I shouldn't have done that. You guys were kids. And, and that was the thing. People, like mom said, people forgot we were kids. And today, was... if you were to say that kind of stuff about... A 15-year-old? 60, it, people would have, like... I mean, the you know, the, the snowflake outrage would have yeah. been like, you know, next level. Well, yeah, it was odd how people, you know, I mean, and, and Ozzy, you were used to being a celebrity. You were comfortable. I mean, what did it feel like for you to all of a sudden have the family in the spotlight? Well, it's, it's kind of like I've been doing what I've been doing. And what I was my main fear that I was going to lose one and become the fucking weatherman, you know. My passion is for my music. It's what started, started me out. I mean, my kids and everybody get the same, or more bigger fight than me. That didn't bother me so much as the fact that what, what they were allowed to get, I could get, Jack was in bars till two o'clock in the morning. Uh, and they let him in knowing he was on the right because Hell oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because of the accessibility, you're now going to have to everything you want. It was literally, I remember what really got me was I was. I must have been, yeah, I was 16. I was in New York City. I was downtown. It was night. And I was walking down the street and people were pulling me into bars, giving me drinks. Me like, too. Like, hey, you're that guy. And they would drag me in. Here's sure. a drink. Here's a shot. Uh, here's I mean, this. Here's that. One, and it was like. Sharon one night said to me, I'm a bit worried about Jack. He's, <laughs> he's breathing really shallow. And I go, well, okay. And she, she went and sat in with him all night long. That was me. No, oh, it wasn't. Like, it was me, because I remember mum coming into bed with me being like, I'm worried about you, you're breathing really shallow. Same as me, though. Mom, and then one night I woke up with a mum punching me in the back, and I peed on her. Well, that was because you were like... <laughs> wow. Yeah, this got real dark real no, quick. No, 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 I would like to know, why, why, were, you, why were you punching the back and, and eventually Because peed? I'd taken so much Xanax and drank, oh. and I, my breathing, it was so... Da- I didn't even know the power of how dangerous Xanax was to use with alcohol and just to use in general. And I'd taken so much of it that it slowed my respiratory system down so much. And my mom thought that I'd stop um, breathing. And I then proceeded to pee on her. We should have bought some iron. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and Jack, why was your breathing so shallow? Might have been because I was on copious amounts of Oxycontin. Oh, wow. Just saying. You tight fisted bastard, you never get me in. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't awake long enough to give you any. <laughs> it is. Did you, did Do you remember when, when I got up one night and, and, and there was two, two naked girls and you were going insane at that Robert? Probably. Yeah, I know. I remember it's you my father. Fucking but some. <laughs> <laughs> Why were there any girls naked? That's a really stupid was question. That in the pool house? Yeah, it was in the pool house. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Really, that's you. a silly Kelly, question. Yeah, by the way, it's two o'clock in the morning, about four, four I'm gonna, stone kids in a garden. <laughs> I'm going to say this for the record Kelly is the biggest cock block on planet Earth. Why? Because I wouldn't let a 35 year old suck your dick when you were 15? 
Yes, exactly. I'm I, I, sorry, I, I questioned the sanity of that human being because she had a kid not far off your no, age. No, she didn't have a kid. Yes, she did have a kid no, and she worked at... No. Look at me. No, no, no. Yep, I know who it was and I still see her. Don't start. I still we see her. We need the name. No. no. And the address. No, no, yes, I no, actually not fair to her kid. Is she mom. available to stop over? <laughs> no, I just, that kind of thing blew my mind that these, these, these women, but they I weren't was, girls, they were I was women. so cool. I you was were so not cool. cool. They were so Which every schoolboy's fantasy. Yes. I think that is a whole different kind of like child abuse. Now, now Ozzy, were you encouraging Jack to not receive oral sex? (laughs) No, I was too stoned in my room after drinking, after ordering five cases of wine or something by the operator. Remember that, the operator? Oh, my Lord, yes. I would press zero and ask the operator to bring her booze. No, he thought he was calling Gil Gil Turner's Turner's, and put an order in. And it was the operator. Was the operator? Yeah. Did she bring it? <laughs> <laughs> dark times, but fun times. Well, dark times are okay because the, this, the show gives you this fame and this notoriety. Now you have everything you want is being given to you. And how do you find out the show is going to end? What is it that says, well, well, how do you it know? Kind of, it kind of, you run out, we started off innocent and honest and real. But in the end, they go, how about going fishing on a boat? No, and it's it, it too. I mean, the Mom kids had, had, had it. The kids had had it. They were like, we don't want to work. We don't want the cameras in the house. We don't want it. I and still you go, don't like, want to work. Uh, no. It wasn't just <laughs> and it's like, it was do it. it was everyone. Mom had just gone through cancer. Dad had almost killed himself in a bike accident. Jack and I had almost killed ourselves with drugs. It, it was a point where all of the... All of what was required of us to stay at that level was just too much and something that we didn't want. I couldn't even take a shit without having to take a mic pack off for fear that they'd hear me doing it. It's like I couldn't even do like basic human things that you're supposed to be able to do in privacy every single day. And it was just, it's, it was too much. I yeah, mean, we're I never don't... the kind of family that were like, let's all get our makeup done before we come down and be on camera. Like it was just us. And it's only now, and this is what, almost 15 years later. The, well, how many years? 13? It's been 13 years. 13 years that I have been able to get some privacy back into my life. And I've had to work so hard for that. And now I, I value it more than almost anything in my life. Is privacy of what your personal life, who you're seeing, just, just the, the day-to-day things? Well, you're living in the wrong town if you want, want to do that. Yeah, it's kind of hard in, in, in L.A. And, and again, like you, you were used to that, and then you come into this, and now you have no, you can't even date somebody without the tabloids finding out I who actually, it is. I actually, date, I've dated people for years before the press have found out about it. I think that you learn how to... Dodge and weave. And, and figure out where you can go, where you can't go, where people will see you doing that kind of like having that kind of relationship and I mean I can't even tell you how many times like I had an assistant named David who is a wonderful gay man and I can't even tell you how many times he was my boyfriend in the (laughs) media it's like you can't even have a friend without them being your boyfriend and it's you know all in all all all, it was it was a fabulous experience we all learned we all grew up we all got, got you know we all I, I, I'm glad we experienced you. Would I do it again? I don't know. It, it, it did a lot for you as a family and as a brand and as people. But then again, every great thing comes with repercussions. And, and, and Kelly, you're talking about uh, the fact that, you know, they, they know everything about you and you have to sneak around and they talk about your gay assistant being your boyfriend. Were there guys that you dated that actually wanted the press and didn't oh want you? Oh, my God, you? so many of them. And even when they said, like, uh, you know, to a certain extent, like, 
every boyfriend I ever had that was even the ones that were on the show they would like to say that they were too cool for school and that they didn't want the fame but cauliflower they were like, dick oh mum come on wait, wait, what's cauliflower Seriously? dick no 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 hold on let me just say this would you, how would you feel if somebody was talking about Jack's dick like that or like, it's, a, it's someone's manhood like don't go there it's not I don't it's not nice alright I won't it kind of like ruined my life when you did that too okay so. sorry don't don't do that. Kelly can never eat cauliflower ever again. I know. No, I actually want some. So did, <laughs> now, did, did you say that publicly, or did you say that in, in a family setting? Oh no, she said that on the show. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Try <laughs> having a boyfriend in front of your family on something like that could get much worse. Oh wow! So that was was that humiliating for you? Uh, it was just like the poor kid never had a fucking chance. <laughs> he moved to Australia. <laughs> did he? Yeah, no, we're friends now. It's nice to see like he's got a kid and a wife and. You know, just we were babies and now we're like adults and have completely separate lives. And it's just nice that we can have a civil conversation. It, it, well, was there a time where you guys couldn't talk or couldn't get together where there was a lot of resentment built up? It was yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> was, 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 that, was there a time, though, where it was very stressful, all of you? We, we all go through, like, I mean, two Christmases ago, Mom, Mom and I were yelling at each other in my driveway and she was flinging caviar I at me. I think that was just last Christmas? No, it was, it was two Christmases ago. Like, it's just was normal. It two Christmases two, ago? Two Christmases ago. Fuck, you know, I'll be dead. Yeah. You were throwing caviar at Jack? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely. It was like a thing of four thousand dollars worth of caviar. She like flinged it on my driveway and sped off in her car. Well, what family doesn't have that four thousand dollars worth of caviar? But you know, I salvaged it. Why did you throw me with the car? I fucking salvaged that for sure. Where is, where is it? I'll go take my fucking slice and try to make a sandwich. Yeah, it was only half gone. <laughs> so I had if two thousand dollars of caviar. If you landed on a dog turd, I would still Why were you so mad at Jack? Well, we had a little disagreement, and he was mean to his mother on no, Christmas. No, he wasn't. And no, I don't start. Don't bring that back away. <laughs> and then gone. dad. And then dad threatened to quit the show. He was really? like, "Well, if you're not talking to your mother, I'm not going to work with you." And I'm like. But no, you're no. two different people. <laughs> yeah, it is hard when you have the, you have the professional mixed in with the family, so yes. you, you guys kind of overlap all the time. We yeah. do, you know. I mean, uh, if you're fighting with Ozzy, you're the manager. You know, you're, you're yeah. in charge, so you have to interact. Oh, yeah, Ozzy's favorite line: "Are you talking to me as a wife or a manager?" What's both the assholes? <laughs> <laughs> what, now, what, well, you'll say that what if you're if you're yelling at him for something or if there's if, money? If if we're talking about. Business, you know, business stuff. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Are you, are and you... then this is the next thing out of mom's mouth. What do you want me to be? <laughs> it seems no, very stressful. It. How did you guys manage? Because believe, at the end of the day, you were seen as a great family. Because even though there was there was imperfections and there was arguments, you were seen as a very honest family. At the end of the day, people were like, wow, they really love each other. Like that kind of came through. Yeah, but you know, you, you know, as I said to Sharon in the break, break we just had every family has ups and downs. We had things that go. Higher than the sky and lower than the, you know, lower than lower, and and you just get through it. You don't throw the towel in, you know. Blood is thicker than water. And the one thing that I have to credit mum to is that the foundation of everything in this family is that we love each other to death, and there's nothing that we wouldn't do for each other. It, not to say that at times we don't want to or kill each other because that's true, we do. And there are things that will forever annoy me about each member of this family and there's things that I will do that will forever annoy them. But when it's all said and done, in the end of the day, it's night and 
<coughs> because we love each other, we can get through it. And we've always managed to get through that and whatever has been thrown at us. And did you wind up, you had you had a problem, I guess, with, with, it was, uh, with drinking with pills. Did you wind up stopping that? What are you and singling getting... me out for? Oh, well, no, <laughs> no, we, we, all did. we all did. We all did. Oh, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Because you, you were talking about it. So I'm saying when, when you were talking before about getting hit with the Xanax, did you get sober? Did you stop? Or did you just taper um, off? It, like, I, I'm not going to lie. I've I've... Even when I didn't, I've relapsed a lot. I've come back to the program. It's something that I'm focusing a lot more now on because addiction in this family is rampant and I can see how it would, it can take me down very quickly. And it's probably one of the reasons I wanted to take some time off of work and really figure things out because, you know, I I am an addict and I am an alcoholic and I... I even when I, for example, like I will consider something I recently went through as a complete relapse, even though a doctor gave it to me and I took it as prescribed, I started my days over again. And I, from day one, and because you, you always have to kind of reevaluate yourself and see if you're, you're on the right path when, when you're an addict and work a good program. And I, and I wasn't, and it was making me really unhappy because even if you aren't say using or drinking, if you're not working a good program, you can become you can have like an emotional relapse and for fear of that, it, you know, it's scary. It's something that... Well, it's a journey that never ends. Like, you yeah. know, it's not, there's no, I mean, you know, it's not like, <laughs> hey, you're good now. You know, right. enjoy the happy road of destiny. It's like, this is a, a constant program of maintenance and... You know, like I say, progress, not perfection. Did you feel, you know, sometimes the motives, my motives are always what kind of gets me. Like if I'm doing, like if I take, if I have surgery and I have to take medi- you know, pills, you have to take them. But the motives are like, am I taking more than I need or am yeah. I taking half, you know, but that's well, great I that you've caught I have to have someone else holding for me. You do? Yeah, I, if I've got them, like, well, it's nine o'clock and you know, I start doing the math. You start looking forward to them in the yeah, next yeah. time. and I, yeah. Yeah, I, I end up really questioning like my level of pain. Like you're saying, like I had my appendix out a couple of years ago. I remember when I got sent home from the hospital, they, you know, typical America pain management, here's 60 Vicodin. You're like, I literally just, okay, I had my appendix out. Do I really need 60 Vicodin or whatever? And I'm like, I'm in pain, but am I in like Advil pain or am I in Vicodin pain? Mm. Like, it's really like, I I don't know. And I ended up just getting in a really bad mood and giving them to my wife. And I was like, I'd I'd throw these out. What what happened to me in this town? I've I've bullshit to so many doctors. If I go in there, if my, my fucking head was hanging up, I go, yeah, okay, just run it under the tap. We're not going to give you anything. <laughs> Do you find that people have a hard time telling you no because of who oh, you no, are? Oh, no, they fucking, the doctors go, don't ask for pain pills. We don't, because I was, I had a bad habit for a long time with them. You did? Uh, my father is the most charming man in the world that even like even when I'm so angry at him he can just look at me this one way and I'm like okay whatever you want (laughs) and so it was a little bit easier for dad like people even people who have a preconceived notion that my dad's like a satanist he walks in the room and they're like whatever you want Lord Osborne (laughs) so it, it is dad does have this magical power it's kind of where people just want to make him happy yes Otherwise, they get the crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> then they get the other guy. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm nearly, what, five five years sober now. It's amazing. I don't, I don't think about it as much as I used to. Now and again, I'll go, oh, that, that scene in that movie looks good where they're drinking a glass of wine, you know. Yeah, you've still, you've still got that romantic notion. But of- then now I'll go to the very end. You know, you you think it through. Mom, none that. of it ended great at all. It ended up, everybody would fucking leave or I'd set myself on fire or some shit. 
Yeah, it's weird. When you think it through, the ending is usually not good. Yeah, I just go, oh, no, what am I trying to, what am I even thinking about a nice glass of wine? He ended up with a fucking, so jail or so. I just got fed up of me being fed up with me, you know. And, and Sharon, are you the only, I guess you're the, the non-addict. Oh, no, um, I'm a food addict. You are a food yeah, addict. I, I honestly believe that everybody's addicted to something. Because it's it's within us that addiction is within everybody, and so whether you collect this mood paper over. napkins or whatever, you're you're a, you're a workaholic though, like mm. not not just doing saying that to say that, but you like you have to work. I have to work, and I got that from mum too. Like, yeah, I'm she, not if, only like, and it's something that I want to make very clear as well is that I thought that because I only took drugs i never drank that i wasn't an alcoholic so i could have a few drinks but then i started to drink like i took drugs and it it just switches and then i became a workaholic like mom and it's it's like jack got like he knows how to stay level-headed in most things but i got dad's and mom's shit Mm, so you, you have a, you have more I, of both of them i got a lot of shit too it's anything that changes my mind the way i feel anything yeah, anything that makes me takes me it's, it's the dopamine. It's yeah. a dope it's probably the same for mm-hmm. for a hamburger or for a joint or for a line of coke. It's the dopamine. Yeah, it's vi- video games for me. I use video games like the same way I will like some uh, an addict will use drugs. Like I get that rush like yeah. I don't know if you have a if you whenever you were using but like when you were about to do drugs or whatever, you get that like I have to take a piss, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get that with video games. When I sit down to play video games, I'm like, I gotta go piss. And I like because I just get like because I know it's the same It's exactly the same thing. Because it takes me out of my reality, it makes me feel good, it quiets everything, it's like it's how I can block off the world. And plus right. it, I mean, I'm gonna get one of those things in here so well, you'll be happy here. Don't, nah, don't tell don't works. tell my wife that she'll officially fucking divorce me. <laughs> Why does she say in the house? She hates, she hates how, that how, I play how, video games. How, how long will you be on the machine? I I have well Hours. it depends it depends at night like it depends like it can get so you really start bad. at ten o'clock. Will you go through the night? If if I didn't have kids, I would probably play till six seven in the morning. I because I have to get up early in the morning with them. I try and be done by midnight, but I'll I'll solidly play for five and a half hours sometimes. Would you Can sneak show... out in the night and play a game? I have I have snuck out from Lisa when she's like, okay, we're gonna go to bed then, and she'll turn the lights out. I'll sneak out of the room and I'll go downstairs and play video games. Can oh, I show you, you visit a war game? <laughs> what? Okay, so Lisa will come in and she'll be like on her phone. So she's got her phone in both hands and she's totally looking up stuff online or on Instagram or Facebook. And she's like, Jack, I'm really over you always being on your computer and always being on your games while she's totally on her phone playing. And Mm. I'm like, you both are as bad as each other. I sit there laughing because I know I'm supposed to have Lisa's side because she's a girl, but I also really love Jack and I kind of get a kick out of his mischievousness. My wife's playing these games. Candy Crush is mom's life. She will. Mom will stay awake. You're you're a TV addict too. You'll I she'll stay awake addict. till three, four in the morning watching TV. What do you watch? Five, six in the morning. Oh. A whole series of like Breaking Bad or something. Oh yeah, I I can like if there's a new series on and say there's seven episodes of it, I'll stay up and watch the seven and then just go to work. I do that too, but don't you feel like it ruins it? Because like, like it used to be anticipation and these ways we, we would look forward to things. No, but now we just take it all. Two thousand seventeen. You know you can get it all yesterday. 
Yeah. It's like, you know, remember the Matrix, how they were like, I need to learn how to fly a helicopter. And then they just kind of like seizure out for a minute and they're like, I can fly a helicopter. Yes. That's basically what we do. We're just dumping entertainment into our brain in like a, such a quick amount of time. Faster and you know, faster. I was yeah. once in uh, Laguna Beach and I was having a massage and I said to this woman, I was just, oh, oh, did, did, uh, you, did you see <laughs> the news today? And she goes, I don't watch TV. And I, I, was, I remember thinking, you don't watch TV. It was so odd that somebody would say that I don't watch TV. People think it makes them sound smart. People are like, I don't watch TV because then you're supposed to go, oh my God, how enlightened of you. They yeah. think that it makes them seem like smart, now, worldly people. If someone people. tells me they don't watch TV and I'm like, like you fucking idiot. Yeah, they're liars. <laughs> but then, <laughs> like, then, yeah. then, then I said to her, well, I remember saying to her, well, how do you know what's going on? And she said, well, if it's bad enough, somebody sooner or later will let me know. Well, that's a great way to live. Um, mm, I could never do that. I can't either. I, I have to have ne- the information. I can't, yeah, I can't cut myself off from the rest of the world. First I thing in the know. morning, get up to CNN. First thing. You do? Oh, every every morning. Do you do, you do that that's out of habit of or out of panic? You're putting CNN on. That's part of the problem. Oh, okay, Trump-loving <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> but you CNN, you know what's dri- driving me fucking crazy? These ar- arguments I have. There are four guys on a panel and arguing who's like Donald Trump or or whatever. It's talking head. That's that's all. All of it is. Well, it's, yeah, it's news is not heads. news anymore. It's opinion. Well, yeah, the twenty-four hour news cycle kind of makes it that way. They have to fill time, so they. But put if, you, if, you, if you're if you're awake long enough, and you film for like five episodes shows, and they keep on a rotor, you know. So you you you'll sit there and just watch it. Oh, it's on all the time when I'm in there. Do you do you care about what they're talking about? Do you weigh? I in, don't. I, I don't understand what. I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't he watches understand. it, but he doesn't understand what that. <laughs> I'll watch it because if they say North Korea bomb, I'm going oh. That's a, you want to know what's co- if something happens. No, you be ready. A, I mean, I, I'm, I suppose I'm addicted to fear. Addicted to fear? Yeah, yeah. I, I understand that or discomfort. I'm addicted to being uncomfortable. Like I mm-hmm. like to think of people wronging me because it makes me feel comfortable and familiar. Do you, is that is that kind of like you like feeling like a perpetual victim? Is that almost kind of? But yeah, not in the social justice way of victim where it I want. Vali- it validates the way I feel most of the time. You know, yes. Insecure and not, everything's going to go bang any minute. Oh. Yeah, Mom, I think I, Jim actually. I, I think you might actually be a social justice warrior, Jim. I, I am an SJW. I, yeah, yeah, you totally are. I am yeah. fighting for equality. <laughs> I'm, I, you got, oh my God, listen to you. Like, fighting no, for equality. I'm, like, no. <laughs> I don't have any of these feelings. Fuck like, off. what's up with Mom, me? Mom, God. Really? I don't feel really? fear. Really? No. Oh. You don't feel fear, Mum. Are we really Never. doing no. this? I'm but, 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 from you, Game oh, of I Thrones. You by the mother the unsinkable Molly Brown. No, I'm Game of Thrones. I, I believe okay, your mum's got this ability yes. to digest it quicker yeah, than I me. Feel I, I I do feel it a lot, honestly. How do you, how do you, how does it manifest for you? Like like what what, it, what when you think that it might be coming, what what is it, what is the feeling you get? It's kind of a punishment. I punish is, is myself. Not, is it not comfort eating? I it makes me feel comfortable. Yeah, I'm a dad on that myself. One. Was it because you grew up very tough and you had to be very very tough very early? Yeah, yeah. But, but um, I, I believe that I'm more of a food addict than you. No, <laughs> no, I'm a more food addict. <laughs> no, I, I believe I am. Well, I hate when people say food's not an addiction. Well, we all have to eat, but yeah, but there's eating and then there's doing it yeah, when I'm not exactly. hungry. Yeah. yeah, then there's like me on the couch yesterday going, I think I'll have my third ice cream sandwich while I watch this TV show. Yeah. Why do I need three I, I, ice cream I, sandwiches? I, I had to give Tom, I gave him all the ice cream because I'll go I'll start off with a little cup 
at the end of the month, I've got a my, gallon jugs. The, and- my picture on my phone of you when you call me is you eating ice cream with like two ice cream cones, like yeah. ah. <laughs> I see, That's I what start- he does. He yeah. gets two and. Smushes them together, together so they're and like, it's, it's, like a, it's like a rainbow of ice cream. There's methods to my mouth. I don't have a It's like his Harley Davidson ice cream pop that he's like holding the handlebars and eating the middle of it. Yeah, but then he gives it to the dogs too. They deserve some. So why two at the same time? Well, if I have a mountain of ice cream and it starts to melt, it goes. On my lap most of the time. So if you have two... <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm off, I'm off it now. I gave it all away the week, beginning of the week. Oh, you buy it and then give it away? Yeah. Yeah, I do the same thing with certain food. I'll eat a little bit, and then I'm like, I can't do this, and I'll just hand it to mm. somebody. So let's talk about everybody. an update, too, on everybody, how everybody's doing physically and, and, and health-wise. Sharon, how are you? They, 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 to, how's your health? Are you okay? Yeah, my back is all better, because, you know, I was like... I had back surgery this year. I'm so much better, and I feel great. And How'd you hurt it? Uh, some ridiculous way. My granddaughter was on the floor playing and I bent down to talk to her. And as I got back up, it just knotted on me. And that was it. And then three she weeks in later, a in pain, I was jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so you were in pain for how long? Months. Oh, months, I mean, agony. I had to I mean, move into the Sharon, house with mum. Oh, wow. Shut Sharon never complains about pain, but she was she was going. I can't take this. Well, your back—you can't do anything about your back. You can't no. sit. She you can't lay down. Sciatica. You can't do anything. She trapped her sciatica, no, so and she was all down her legs. You know. So you finally, how long did you wait before you went for surgery? Three weeks. Oh, okay, you got it pretty fast. I thought yeah. it was longer than I that. I thought it was longer. Mom. You know what? Much longer than three, that. No, no. Did you had come to three, think about it. Um, you re- scans beforehand, no? Yeah, I did, but it was honestly, it was three weeks. Because I lived here for the next eight weeks after the surgery because I had to help. I didn't want mum to get a nurse because I didn't want someone to help mum that she doesn't know. And I had to help mum shower, help mum walk. It's just help so debilitating. Everything. It's it's ridiculous. Is it hard for you to rely on people like that? You're really independent. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it. And especially because she she got in a horrible depression because she couldn't work. And mum, you know, if she doesn't work, if she's not like running around, she just is like, oh, the phone, throw it, just hang up. Do you, uh, if you're not working, do you feel like everything's going to pass you by, or do you feel like I'm not valuable? It's, I'm, I'm, it's not that. It's it's not that. It's just that I have worked literally since I was 15, and I was always brought up with a good work ethic because that's what you do. You work. I'm air quoting good work ethic. And um, that's what I do, and I I just feel like I'm being. It's like you know when you don't go to school. When you were a kid yep. and you think, oh, I'm going to get into such trouble yeah. tomorrow. And that's the way I feel. You're happy you're not in school for the first couple hours. And then by 11 a.m. you're like, oh, fuck, I'm missing it. Everything exactly. is happening. I'm missing yeah. everything. I yeah. never quite felt that way about school. Oh, no, you didn't. I was like, fuck school. <laughs> I was like, I'm smarter than them. <laughs> I didn't think that. So, well, what are we going to wind up my food just for everything? Oh, you know what? You're on. <laughs> <laughs> food addict. Down, oh, here, down well, here, you're on my time. <laughs> well, I haven't eaten all day. Oh. Um, so let's update today. Also, you, you updated your health. Ozzy, how is your health? I know you're sober almost five years. Um, it's, it's okay. I exercise a lot. I uh, go from one crate with the food. One, uh, one week I'm eating ice cream. Next week I'm eating like a flower or something, you know. Have you had any scares since the Osbournes ended? Anything in the last 10 years? Or, or have you been pretty straight? But scares. Any, any health scares? 
No, to be honest with you, I should be dead, but I mean, every time I go for a, I go for regular physicals, you know, you got to, got to, you know, I mean, my father died of prostate cancer, so I'll go and look what you would do. It's what you got to maintain. Yeah, go and get checked. But my doctor goes, you got a good heart. You got, you know, you got, you're going, you know, go, yeah, you he go. goes, stop calling me. Don't come back. He's like, you got it. And a solid head of hair. Look at that hairline. Yeah, it really is amazing. Look at that solid hairline. Have you had the, uh, have you had the glove check? Oh, up the rear. Yeah. Absolutely. It's phenomenal, isn't it? Weekly. <laughs> I said to my doctor one day, this is the best part of your job. And he went, this is where I come to work. <laughs> but, but last time, last time dad went, actually, he, as he was checking dad, he put both hands by dad's face and said, look, no hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had him on my shoulder. That's kind of painful. <laughs> <laughs> so how is your, uh, and how are you doing, Jack? Uh, I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. What do you have to do to maintain to make sure that everything is, is the way it's supposed to be with the MS? Um, so I, you know, take a medication. You know, they say diet, exercise. I exercise a lot. I probably do best with the exercise i kind of think you know if you a body in motion stays in motion kind of thing and i'm always you know surfing or climbing or going to the gym kind of thing so i i, I like to be active and with the kids and things like that it, it uh it definitely it's a good excuse to keep going so are you kind of comfortable now or are you still very afraid or are you comfortable um you know the the fear component is one of those things where it's just the unknown you know because it, it it's not like there's a, a there's a trajectory with MS of like, hey, this is how it goes. This is what a year. This is what two years is going to look like. Three years, five, whatever. It's um. But is, is it not different stocks? So we should say they don't really strains or is it even- yeah. So that it used to be all these different categories, but now they've just kind of lumped it into there's relapsing, remitting, and then there's progressive MS, and then there's like secondary progressive, primary progressive. But they just kind of put it all as progressive now. Um, I you know I have I still I have relapsing remitting which is the most common, um, but it's you know I'm, I maintain well you know I haven't had a significant flare up in over five years now which is great. What's a flare up? How do you know you're having one? Um, my last one was I I went blind in my right eye for a few months. I oh, developed wow. optic neuritis, um, and then 18 months before that my legs were numb for a few months. So it's, I mean, that, that's the both, thing. It's just, both legs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how did you know your feet were on the floor? Just... It's, it was different. It's a different kind of numb. It's like to the touch, it feels like you're touching your legs through like I... a piece <laughs> of rubber. Yeah. Or, yeah. And then when something cold touched my legs, it felt really hot. Oh, and really? when something hot touched my legs, it felt icy cold. So it was really weird. And, and you probably confused that too, because I've had similar things with a sciatic exactly. issue. Exactly. Yeah. You probably think, oh, it's my back or I need orthotics. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, oh, I just need acupuncture. I pinched a nerve. Um, and that was my thought. And then with the eye, I was like, oh, I've got an eye infection because maybe I had a dirty contact lens. Sure. So I went to the eye doctor. Then he sent me to the ER and then da da da, you know, and so on and so forth. And Kelly, how about yourself? Uh, how are you health wise in, in, I guess, the last 13 years? I mean, you, you were honest about, you know, counting days. and um, I had Lyme's disease really badly and I didn't know what it was. They called it my traveling pain because I kept going to mom and be like, oh, my stomach hurts or I have a headache or my joints hurt. And it looked like I was just trying to get drugs, but I wasn't. Right. And it turned into stage three neurological Lyme disease and I started having seizures. Wow. And I had to go to Frankfurt, Germany to get cured. Did they do the thing that they do in Germany with where they spin the blood? Is yes. That what they the, did for you? Um, yeah. I did that. It was the, the what's that? The Chelation. ozone. 
ozone and chelation. O- ozone and chelation, and and it, that was the. I went gray when they did that because watching the blood come out of my arm and go up into the tube, and then they injected the ozone into it, and then see the change, the color change. But watching it go back into me, it just it made me like weak. It was so gross. But I'm I'm doing a lot better now. I, I do have to go for a check soon to make sure that it's still going well because I did stem cell. For the first time in my life, since I was 15 years old, I took advice from my mom and really have taken time off to figure out what I want to do next because I'm 33. I've never not taken time off. And I really, before I do my next thing, because, you know, I, I quit fashion police and... Did you regret quitting, quitting them or are you happy you quit? I, I do not regret it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't the same after I after we all lost Joan and I felt that my role had changed and I don't have any secrets about why I left, you know, that, you know, I do believe there are some people that worked on that show that I just, I just couldn't be around and I wish them all the best, but. It was almost a, there was like a power vacuum when Joan left and like. Joan was like the referee, wasn't she? Yeah. And like all these people seemed like they rushed in when they. Well, yeah. there's no, I, no one, no one could replace Joan ever. No. And I spent five years of my life with one of the greatest mentors the world has ever seen. And every single day she taught me something new. And it was like I was like a little apprentice. So when she wasn't there, just my role completely shifted. And unlike other people who were on that show, I didn't want to become a bully. My job was to defuse Joan's jokes. I didn't want to be the funniest person in the room. I didn't have people writing for me. And I don't, you know, I don't like what it became. I love Melissa. She's still somebody who I talk to regularly and will never not be in my life and I just am very grateful for that opportunity but you know that whole thing and how it went down kind of destroyed me a little bit it did because I I I will never say everything that happened because if I did it would make certain people look really bad and I don't want you know that ugliness surrounding me so I've just I just moved on and it losing a best friend and then losing Joan you know because I I when Amy Winehouse passed away, that was really hard on me. Oh, I, I didn't realize you knew Amy. Okay. Yeah, no, she she lived with me in London for a little bit. And I lived with her at her apartment in Jeffrey's place in Camden. All of us were all so close together. And that was such a shock for me. And then to lose Joan and just feeling so lost because it's like my center of my universe in England had gone. And the center of my universe in LA had gone. And I didn't know where I belonged and what I was supposed to do. And I got really, really unhappy. And... Now I actually taking time off and not sitting here being like, oh, I'll take that job. The money's really good. And I don't need the money. I don't need to do that. I need myself. and I need to be in a good place and not be in mourning of someone and be miserable about something else. So I have taken this time off. I've moved somewhere. Like it takes me about an hour and a half to get to this house. Are you happy where you are? I am. I never thought that I'd be a beach person, that's for sure. And I live right by the beach and just have built like my little community down there. And it's the first time since moving to America where I can honestly say that I have a community and a sense of like belonging somewhere. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it out there, but I'm just at the point where I'm starting to be really fucking bored. Yeah, I imagine you know, time off is good for a little while and it's nice to collect yourself. But, you know, after a while you're like, ugh, this, oh, this is not... We're doing the podcast. Come- That's work. Because... I can sit here being all fugly and no one can see me. That's the greatest thing. And we're thing. in my bedroom at mom's house. That's, that's the greatest thing about doing this stuff. Yeah, most of us who podcast and do radio don't just have it in the theater room I of the house. I haven't even <laughs> showered today. I was so late for work. Uh, not work. I had um, all these appointments this morning here in L.A. So I had to get up really early to beat the traffic. 
and I wasn't going to get done till like two o'clock this afternoon. So I came in early and I'm like, oh shit, I'm running late. I'm going to get stuck in the four hours of track figure if I don't leave now. Mm. So I didn't shower. I just brushed my teeth and came in. And uh, Ozzy, how does the show with you and Jack? I mean, are you enjoying it's, doing that? It's this this one is ten times better than the last one because the last one I was doing I was doing on tour and I'd take a break from the tour and I'd go with Jack. This time we just went. We had didn't we, Jack? That was it? awesome. Had a real yeah. It was because it was the middle of the Sabbath tour last time. So sure. Dad kind of always had one foot out the door because he's like, I can't do that because I don't want to get injured. I don't want to do that. I can't get sick. So he was always. Ultimately, Sabbath was priority. So, um, but this but time we, we, we had was, so much fun. Yeah, we shot straight through from August until sorry, from March until we some, August. We went to some great locations. Where's one of the places that you wanted to go that you got to go to? Uh, uh, NASA. Uh, that was last year. We went to NASA. This year, we, I really liked. I loved going to Sedona in Arizona. That was cool. Where, where, where were them rocks? Where, where that wigwam thing was. Oh, uh, that was in that was in Utah. Utah. Yeah, it's Sedona. Is that about aliens or no? No, we didn't do aliens. We did vortex, like spiritual healing stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. yeah. But I wanted to go to Salem. This, uh, I, I remember saying to one of the guys, "I don't know why Americans want to go abroad for this. Everything and some." Great, beautiful places. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we started in Key West and we ended in Juneau, Alaska. So oh, we wow. literally zigzagged. We, we hit like 13 or 14 different states. I mean, we went. Great. We had a great time. It's funny. It's, for a lot, it's a lot funnier, this one. You know, it's a lot of, I said, because, you know, there's a bit, there must be like 15 different over the years, 15 different like, traveling shows, you know. There's only so many major, like Washington, the White House, and, you know. There's only something, but we went to some places. I go, fucking hell, I didn't know this was there. Yeah, we we went way off the beaten path. It was fun. And we went to see where they did the Mars. What was that thing? Oh, uh, we went to this place called Ma- the Martian Analog Research Center in Utah, and it's like where they basically it's cosplay and they pretend like they're living on Mars. Basically, it was like oh, a wow. fucking yeah space. Yeah. Yeah. Hold, squ- hold on a minute. You even went to where Hitler's. Horse was buried. Yep. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, in Louisiana. No, I, I, I didn't know. Why you was Hitler's horse buried in Louisiana? So, because, because during the war, somebody, what, somebody brought it back, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. A soldier brought it back from Germany. Oh, when, when they told me, I go, what? He looked and ride a fucking horse. And then we went to I went to a place called the Body Farm, which tra- traumatized Dad and oh, I to this day. That's a police thing, right? Yeah, where they, yeah. Where they oh, just dump bodies and watch gross. them decompose. Oh, various they have st- one in the Mural House of... in Welders. They do, Jack. Yeah. And do you know that Fleur signed up to go to that school and quit after like the first five days? Kelly, it is the worst thing I think I've ever Did seen in my life. Smell really bad. To oh, st- oh. It's, it's like it stops you fucking breathing. Yeah, like da- I looked at one point and Dad was like going like. <laughs> Like just, I, it was, I mean, it's like a sweet, sickly, vile smell. Oh. Yeah, the, and she, the woman goes, "What was her name?" Uh, no, doc, doctor. By the way, <laughs> by oh. the way, <laughs> <laughs> but she was a wonderful that's, woman. So joking. That's what she. I was just, no. <laughs> by the way, it smells like dead people in here. <laughs> and she goes. What, what's what, Why are you all going pulling and poses? No, Kelly, it, that's like I see dead people. I smell dead people. Mm. Right? Did they give you anything for under your nose? No. Like any vegas? I was like, can we put? She was going. She was this woman. She's like, I don't smell anything. She was right over this fucking yellow bloke. She was like, come closer skin. and come look at this. I'm like, nope, nope, that's good. I'm okay. No, it's fine. You, 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 you take a look. And she oh. was telling us she'd just come back from Iraq and uh, doing digging up mass graves. 
Can you imagine what the smell must have been like? Yeah, you probably like, get used to it. Kelly Wait, just asked no. me. Like, do people donate their bodies to that? So how it's a they- really interesting how it works. So they go, yeah, you know, all the bodies are obviously donated, but only, f- only 10% of bodies are donated are people who willingly donate themselves to science. Now, when you donate your body to science, you don't usually get to determine what part of science gets your body. So you might end up just decomposing in a field. But primarily, most of the bodies there are unclaimed bodies from the morgue, which I found really depressing. Yeah. What, what about the, the fridge? Was like stacks oh, of the they, fu- ha- they couldn't accept any more bodies. That We went into this fridge, which was probably about the size of yeah, this theater yeah, that we're yeah. in, stacked floor to ceiling, 12 high of bodies. Well, they had pro- them in like sand and trash and like yeah, decomposing so what, all different... Yeah, one in the back of a car, one in a barrel. They just had like... But for the most part, they were just all laid out in this forest. And there were bodies Fuck there that were hell. five months old to three days old. And the three-day-old one, Kelly, like, I'm, like, getting gaggy just talking about it. It smelled worse. It was next level. Well, you know, it, it, it's invaluable in police work because yeah. they can yeah. see how somebody died. But, 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 okay, what, what's, what's the point? Some, you couldn't recognize them as people. It's like a massive shit on the floor. Yeah, I guess. But, but then... But then, then <laughs> but check this out. But then you go around, you see different stages of decomposition. I'd rather smell shit than fucking oh, dead yeah, bodies. Yeah, day. there's something about the, the smell of the dead bodies. The, the crazy thing is there's flies everywhere. Well, we go to this oh. thing. Typical, like, TV, like... Hey, let's okay. We're gonna go eat ribs now. Oh, I couldn't. We were sat I, at a fucking what? restaurant outside in the south. But did you notice we were the only fucking assholes sitting there? Yeah. They're all in, inside, and there's fucking flies flying around us, and we're like five miles away from the place. And I'm like, I can't do this. I, I, and I literally looked at the cameras. I'm like, this is done. We're not fucking doing this. That was the producers probably just trying to get a good yeah. yes. A good well, was, I mean, I'll go. Oh, you know, you know, you know, you don't know where that fly's been. And I'm thinking, I wonder if this fucking thing is following. Yeah, he's probably coming right from there to here, yeah. and then he's going well, back. It's changed my view on flies. <laughs> Did you used to like them? No, but oh. I, I didn't think. Oh, you know, animal features is one thing, but being on a yellow bloated dead body in a fucking field oh. when you can see the maggots running. Water. In- interesting fact, though, that we learned, which I-, I actually did find fascinating, when you die and you have tattoos, for some reason, tattoos get brighter. I didn't know Yeah, she's like, yeah, when tattoos so are... So his fucking skin, it was bright yellow. <laughs> I wonder if that's because the, does the skin, does the skin get brighter or paler? Because you think... No, you see, the, 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 the one yeah. I remember was his bloated, big, yellow, yellow, I mean, like, fucking nearly orange, bloated body, and you could see the fucking parasites underneath the skin. Oh. And you want to know, you want to know the first things that decompose on a human body? Okay. Your reproductive system. Really? Yep. First things that decompose. So you jack up in just, the next world. Just, just, <laughs> so you're talking about your dick. Your dick and vagina, well. the first things that decompose, start to decompose. Oh. Where's the dead cunt? Oh. Wow. Yeah. All right, that's good. But like, here's the thing that like, I... It's <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Really? Like, the well, thing that I love most about having, you know, worked in TV for so long, like done the Osbournes, and then after the Osbournes, I did Adrenaline Junkie, and then doing shows like this... Through TV, like, I've literally got to travel the world and see some of the most amazing things from, like, I mean, all over Asia to, you know, Europe, Russia. Me and some friends drove to Mongolia from England years ago. Like, that's what I, that to me is, like, something I could never. You'll, you'll never be able to no, buy that. Ever. I could never have done, had that, the, that, that, the amount of traveling I've done any other way. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it, it's giving you this amazing life. This 100%. Down, downside. And you thought being on tour, we'd travel a lot, but through TV, I've traveled more. Oh, my but, God. But I'm saying that. Japan. I thought I'd seen everywhere in America, but we went to some places, and I'm like, fucking hell. Oh, Utah. I've been to Salt Lake City a thousand times. But Utah's got some beautiful places. You know, when you get out of the main city. Where is the, where is the, uh, is it Utah where they have the, the Mount, was Mount Rushmore? Right, that's in um, South Dakota. South, did you go to that? We went there last year, yeah, on season one. Now, how was, how was Alaska? Alaska, we, 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 I thought we were going to, where did we go? Juneau. We, Juneau. That, and that's the capital, isn't it? Capital, yeah. It's, it was, it, the weather was great. You thought you were going to Anchorage. Yeah. I thought I was going to Anchorage. Yeah. Is there much of a difference between those two yeah, places? Yeah, you know it's weird. So it's it's the capital, but it's locked in. You can't drive in. You can only get there by boat or fer- ferry or aeroplane. But it, it's not an island. It's just surrounded by national forests that they're not allowed to build a road through. So it feels like an island. Oh, Okay. But you enjoy going there. Great. It was, it was really cool. So everyone's kind of had a, a very full and productive existence since, uh, you know, some health scares. But mostly everybody is doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, and still working and still. Yeah. It's only now that I'm like, oh, I didn't talk about that. And I didn't say that. And I didn't say that. And I didn't say that. Like I've done um, Fashion Police, Dancing with the Stars. Australia's Got Talent. I mean. Tons of work in Britain. Yeah. I just, I mean, Radio oh, 1. What was England. that radio show, by the way? Can I ask you about that? Yeah. I did the Sunday Night Surgery for BBC Radio 1. And evidently got fired. But, <laughs> evidently, they didn't tell you, or uh, no, just because they told me that I was unreliable. Meaning that when somebody called in and asked if they could use a crisp packet, which is a potato chip packet, as a condom, that I wouldn't say, "No, you can't, you fucking idiot." So I would have said, "What's a condom?" <laughs> <laughs> so it just uh, they want. I was too direct. Oh, you you were okay. They said you should have been more gentle or medical as opposed to yes. honest. Well, then what did they hire you for? I mean, they they know that That's this why is I wasn't who offended. you are. I wasn't offended. I really and I learned so much and I loved everyone at the BBC. And I did a lot of work with Channel Four and ITV. I hosted the English version of Project Runway called Project Catwalk. I mean. It's just, it's crazy how yeah. much. And then your music stuff, you know, you had a, sure. both albums did really well. And just, I got too insecure about doing all of that. Why were you insecure about your music? It was good. You'll never be your father. No shit. I'm a girl. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you won't? <laughs> I'm like, hey, Kelly, don't put yourself, if you want to be a man, you can be a man. But you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, it got, that comparison was, and I was too young, just, this was like an impending doom and and I think it's only been recently that all of us have kind of been happy in our adulthoods and yeah. on a really good path now. I got married five years ago and got two kids, another one on the way. So And you're happy. Yeah. Someone needs to yeah. give Jack some condoms. Yeah, yeah. What a, yeah, what a, yeah, what a, what a condoms. Wait, we didn't get to talk about mom and her illustrious T V career. Oh, uh, we don't need to talk about that, Jack. Oh, really? <laughs> Are you enjoying it, though? I love it. I you love, do love what it. I do. Yeah, I really, I really do. Mom's got the best lucky. job out of all of us. Mm-hmm. It seems like a very fun gig. The it's- best job. Whenever mom complains about work, I'm like, shut up. I had to go watch dead bodies decompose in a field last week. Oh, you got, yeah. You got, you got handed a latte. <laughs> <laughs> what don't you like about the job or what gets stressful for you? No, it doesn't. No, really? no stress at all. And I just work for the best network on TV and with great women. So it's 
I, I love How this show. How bad f- is that? For mum, because for the first time in her life, she has female best friends. And yeah. it's not just on TV. Those women are in this house every day. Like they, like Sarah, you know, it just, it, all of them. It, it, it's so lovely to see the bond that mum has with all the ladies of the talk. As opposed and, to it being such a male dominated business like mm-hmm. music. Well, you know, Sharon, yeah. Sharon was one of the first women to be, be in a managerial situation. And they'd, they'd say, I mean, in the beginning, they'd say, fuck, go on, clean the house. You know, she'd go fucking nuts. Do you, do you get the credit for that that you, th- you should get for that? Do you think people recognize that? Um, do you know what? It doesn't bother me because in those days, I wasn't, I was so just blinded with the fact of this is all I know what to do. And we've got to survive, you know. So it wasn't a fact of, well, women don't do this. It was all I knew what to do. So I just put my head down and did, you know, carried on. But I, I didn't think about that, no. I honestly didn't. But, you, but you've experienced, though, the even that level of kind of bullshit sexism within oh, TV still. Well, I do believe... I'm not politically minded or whatever, but I do strongly believe if a man, a woman can do what a man does for his job, they should get equal pay. Absolutely. And equal everything. Because, I mean, when when you've worked with other networks, your co-hosts were getting private planes and, you know, and all these crazy things and their riders, Mm -hmm. and you were getting nothing. (laughs) An American Airlines ticket. Um, Yeah, that pisses me off. In TV, it's very, very hard to get what men get paid it's really extremely hard it's, really because i think i get paid less out of everyone here <laughs> no no that'd be me <laughs> it's yeah it's 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 that way it you get angry but i'm not like upset i'm angry you're angry that, that women don't get what men get in so, tv so then I, that, that thing that people say well there's a big difference between what men and women make that's not bullshit that really does happen yeah oh, i mean yeah. i've seen it you have. I've seen as a producer. I've seen it. You know, as a son to someone, I've seen it. Like, is it spoken about, or is it just kind of it's there, but nobody acknowledges nobody it. Nobody acknowledges it. Nobody does because they don't think it's what it actually is. Right. But but I think too that if you know, it's like, what do you do? You know, you're going to say, I'm not going to turn up. You love doing what you do. Um, it's, it's a great you. gig. Yeah. Not, not talking about the talk, it but just, other shows that I've done where the men get more than I do. And the thing that would piss me off is, is that they would do research on the show and I would come out. The fan favorite. The yeah. fan favorite. And yet I was never paid for that. So it's like, oh, in England, it's it's a different thing. But here, here it was a struggle. Oh, it still is. I know we all wanted to cover these things, and we did cover them. Um, Kelly is running late, and Ozzy's hungry. So it's either just going to be me That's talking it. to nobody in this room, <laughs> or we're going to wrap this up. This was really interesting for me as a non-family member to hear you guys discussing kind of what things have been your like. Your family, now you got invited over to see your house, and now you're working. Uh, there you go. We, we, you, you just got jumped into the gang. All right, good. I'm happy to be here, and I look forward to the check. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'll be arriving. I'll send it, but it won't be <laughs> but uh, thank you for asking me to host. This was really fun, and uh, I appreciate you guys being so completely honest. Uh, that's one thing that's not changed about you in all these years is you don't hide anything. You don't you don't soft soap anything. You guys just tell the truth. And I think that's why people loved you to begin with. So thank you. Thank, thank you. Thanks, Jim. We love you. And uh, everyone, look out for more podcast episodes drop in probably next week. So have a good one. Mwah. Thank you, Jim. We love you. That was fun.
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.